Tonight, we're going to look at the definition of comedy, what it means to certain people. Today's day and age, it's all about what's trending. Who has the hottest viral video? Are you on TikTok, Instagram? You know, this Generation Z culture, as they call it. But to some others, there's still an appreciation for stand-up. Stand-up comedy, comedy clubs, you know, the art form of improv, sketch comedy, the setup, the punchline, the delivery. Tonight, I want to look at both sides of this coin and see if there's any change left in our pants to get us where we need to go in this crazy world. We're going to dive in to what the true definition of comedy is to you or to me or to our guests. We'll look at all of this and more right here on Inside Jokes. Roll the intro. Welcome to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Can you let me know if like my new styles are okay? I- I'm trying to reinvent myself. So for work, I thought this was cool because when you double the bows, you double the power, you double the intimidation, and you double the respect. This shows I'm like well-traveled, you know, like hashtag Wanderlust. Follow me on Instagram. Welcome to another edition of Inside Jokes. I am your host this week, Vince Tedesco. Dean Young is away. But sitting in with me, we have a special co-host, Friend of the show, friend of mine, friend of yours. You know him, you love him. Mr. Frank Spadone, how are you, Frank? I'm great, Vince. How are you doing, man? I'm doing well. Thanks for doing this with me. It's always <laughs> nice to have somebody to kind of bounce back off of. So uh, how you been keeping, buddy? You know, it's it's been okay, you know. Uh, <laughs> look, we're healthy, we're alive. I'm waiting for stages to open. And I'm really interested in this, uh, in, 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 in tonight's program, uh, because uh, this is, this, I'm kind of caught in the middle. I'm caught in the middle. I'm kind of an OG stand-up. That's what I, you know, started doing. There was no social media, but I've been sort of forced to go that way. And, uh, you know, every time I learn a new platform and think I got it figured out, another one comes out. So this is going to be awesome because, yeah, this is going to be great, great for me. I think this is going to be educational for me. By the way, how are you doing, Vince? You're good? I'm doing okay. I'm trying to get what they say. Keep up with the Joneses or keep up with the trends, yeah. I guess. Um, yeah, I don't know what 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 phase we're at now in this lockdown, in this Doug Ford summer that's coming up on us. But uh, yeah, rolling yeah. with the punches, trying to trying to book entertaining radio each and every week. But we do have a hell of a lineup, as we do have somebody who's kind of killing it in today's version of comedy, a very um, uh, big influencer with the TikTok community. And then later on in the show, a friend of yours, a friend of mine, uh, an OG, original kind of uh, uh, school of hard knocks kind of stand-up guy, Mr. Glenn Foster. But I want to kick things off with a woman who has been just, you know, exploded over the last year on TikTok, uh, a girl by the name of Lorena Pages. How are you, my dear? I'm doing great. Happy to be here. Thanks for the invite. Thank you so much for doing this episode for us. We kind of wanted to tackle, I mean, it's been a crazy couple of months or year and a half now with the whole pandemic, the P word. So a lot of outlets have been popping up and people have been just rising to stardom from them. And you obviously have just flourished this whole new career because of sort of a social media campaign. Like how did this all start with you? Um, well, you know, since I was like seven years old, I was like, I want to make people laugh for a living. And you know how parents are. They're like, okay, that's cute. Well, there was no like phones like they are here. We had the flip phone. 
barely. Yeah. Um, so he's like, my dad's like, okay, it's cute, but go to school, get a, you know, get a degree and then do whatever you want. So I was like, all right, fine. So I kind of like stayed away from that, especially cause I'm from another country and my mom is not her first language. English wasn't her first language. So it's not like she could drive me to casting calls or do any of that. So I was like, I'm gonna forget about it. Just go to school. You know, I did uh, fashion design. I would still do videos. I had my own little Saturday Night Live show that I homemade when I was like eight years old that I forced everyone to watch. So I had like, I always made videos. I always made content, but it never really went um, anywhere. Then I moved to Orlando from Miami Beach um, about three years ago and I met full, um, my neighbors are actually full-time YouTubers. So that's when I realized, I was like, oh wait, so like you can make a living off of this. I didn't know like how to go about it. So um, they told me like, well, with your type of content, cause I had all these little videos that I would constantly send them, like you should get on TikTok. But at that time, TikTok was very new and I thought it was for kids. You know, that's mm -hmm. what everyone says to this day. They're like, no, it's for kids. I'm not getting on there. And I'm like, uh, I'm not sure, but it was actually my husband that started posting all my videos that I made for him. I already had like 200 videos just to, you know, that we made at home. And, um, and suddenly like two weeks later, I was like, don't even tell me about it. I don't want to know, you know, cause I didn't want to be disappointed. And he's like, no, they're actually going viral. So I was like, no way people like this stuff. So I was like, oh, that's it. That's it for me. This is what I'm going to do. <laughs> that's amazing that you two, 200 videos, uh, and you weren't even trying to like, you weren't even on TikTok yet. And you were, I, I, I'm on social media and I, I think I've done three in the last six months. Yeah, that's amazing that's amazing I would do it to make myself laugh I would do like just to make my friends laugh I can never talk normal so if we all had a chat for whatever it was even if it was we're taking a trip we're taking I always had to make the video about organizing the trip but in a funny way so I always like liked to entertain that way that's amazing yeah I didn't expect that to to, to happen though to be because I tried on Instagram occasionally I'd post a few videos here and there but they didn't have reels at the time so it was uh -huh. like it's really hard to come out of that because it's there's right. so many people on Instagram and I would only be seen by my friends. So I thought, okay, yeah, this content is good, but it's not like blow up good. But TikTok is, has a different algorithm, which gives people the opportunity to have that, like introduce you to a whole new crowd. Yes, we've discussed this actual topic many times on the show and many of the comics that come on who have this adapt or die philosophy that They've done stand-up or sketch their, their whole life. And now, via the pandemic, they've had to move to social media, know very well what the algorithm is like. And I think it was only 7% of your Instagram followers will see your content, Ooh. where the algorithm is completely different on TikTok. Totally. And you can like, add, comment, all from one page on TikTok. Uh, shout out to Paulo Duca, who told me about that. He's a huge uh, influencer, uh, not influencer, but I mean, content creator on social media. But um, it's, it's interesting how one platform can, you know, kind of get you the, the coverage you need to get and, and reach out to so many people and, and hit a certain, you know, nerve with people that they think is absolutely hysterical. I mean, these various characters that you created, are they, are they based on anyone? Are they, is, does the voice come from within? I mean, your Venezuelan descent, you said earlier, before the air, but I mean, uh, is it based on your mom or friends or somebody like, who is this person? It is, well, I mean, I had, I had a penny where it was, uh, I had a character where they were called, the first ones that started going viral, Penny and Janice. And that was my mom and my mother-in-law, 100%. Okay. 
Okay. You know, because they're polar opposites. And my mom's always like super positive and kind of naive. And then my mother-in-law is very like, no, that doesn't make any sense. Let's not do that. So that interaction was kind of, that's what started like blowing up. People were relating to each um, character. But overall, it's when you move to a different country, I, I would take every word very literal. You know, I would say the lyrics that I would kind of make up in my head of the songs were just ridiculous. So everyone was constantly laughing because of the things I would say because of the language barrier, but I liked it. So I was like, I'm just gonna keep saying what I think. And if people think it's funny, cool. I don't so it's really um, that my um, misunderstanding of the words. So I still do that. I still have to translate, you know, I have to still do Certain, in my house, I talk with an accent to my cats. Like that's like my, <laughs> you know, like who I truly am. But obviously, when I when I speak, I I work on my accent, so I'm not constantly sounding like these, you know. Right, that <laughs> Sofia Vergara kind of vibe. Who kind of yeah, she yeah. kind of you know gained popularity. But, but that's the, but but that's amazing, Vince, because it's so true. Like to have a mother and mother-in-law kind of thing going, yeah. that is so relatable. I mean, yeah, and why is it always the mother-in-law is the tough one that always has to say, no, nah, that's not right. It's hilarious. That, it's, it's amazing. Like, I got I to gotta watch more TikTok. I got to watch you on TikTok. <laughs> um, my introduction to you, Lorena, obviously when I'm, I, because I wasn't really keen on how TikTok works. It was other people using your audio, uh, right? And you're like, but who created, like, where, you have to like, it's like almost like a mafia, like uh-huh. hitman tree of like who the Let's boss is, who these people are. <laughs> yeah, everybody's taken from this girl, and they're using it for their own content for their own page. But it's always your audio. And Spadone will back me up on this, Frank. What is the cardinal rule in comedy? You don't steal other comics' material. And, and but on yes, TikTok, tradition, but on TikTok, you're allowed. See, I, yeah, I knew TikTok, this was going to be educational for me. I knew that. So it's a compliment. It's actually, does it help you when other people use your audio and share your, like that way? Does it help you? Does it create more followers? Like, do people know who the original creator was? It's, it's, other- a, it's a love hate. It's, it could be okay. very hurtful, but it could also be very rewarding. Like I actually do it on purpose. So mm-hmm. I did one audio with my, I was like lazy that day. And I grabbed my cat that was wearing like these like, goofy outfits and I started saying him explaining his outfits. The next day it's like 2000 people used the voice to create their own kind uh, of, and they were wearing the similar outfits and using- Yeah, it's like Instagram models. <laughs> yeah, but then I was like, but I actually really enjoyed it. So I was like, okay, people need a template to create their own jokes and I could be that template. You know, I just need to yeah. say certain things where people could fill in the blanks with their content. Mm. And um, so I started doing that. That's when the Love It Couldn't Wear that's the one that actually made this whole thing a career. So it is beneficial because thanks to that audio, now I, this is my job, you know, because mm, that audio blew okay. up so much. Yes, a lot of businesses were using it without crediting me. So that part is a little hurtful, you know, but it's been more of a benefit than it has been something. Okay. Uh, of course, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there are, there are TikTokers out there. I mean, that, that I don't even know what their voice sounds like because it's constantly using other people's material. Yeah. But I mean, with you, you, you find it somewhat flattery and, and it, it works for you, I guess. I mean, it's, it's based on your cat, essentially. Your cat is your uh, guinea pig for all these everything. characters. You know, now I have like a, like a group of people that no matter what I say, they'll use the, the audio because it gets them a lot of 
views on their videos. I mean, sometimes I do create stuff and then other people blow up from it. Yeah, it's yeah. That's that's the part. That's, that's, that could be tough. Yeah, Lorena's catapulting other people's career. All right, uh, we're gonna get more in with Lorena and, and how she's kind of working with his newfound fame. Uh, we're gonna be back with Frank Spadone, Lorena Pages, all here on Inside Jokes, right here on Global News Radio, six forty, Toronto. Stay tuned. Hey, this is Frank Spadone, and you're listening to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Oh, it's Global News. So now I know the weather in Toronto, I know the weather in Rome, I know the weather in Russia, I know the weather where my mother-in-law lives. I don't care about that one. I don't know what I'm doing. I had so many cute outfits planned for this year that I couldn't wear. So I just wanted to show you. See this? I love it. I couldn't wear it. Love it. Couldn't wear it. Then there's this, love it, couldn't wear it. Love it, couldn't wear it. And this was supposed to be my cute costume, but no, wasted. Welcome back to Inside Jokes. I am Vince Tedesco, your host for the evening. Sitting in with me in the co-hosting chair is the one and only Mr. Frank Sparone. Hello. <laughs> and Inside Jokes is brought to you each and every week by Hakeem Optical. Hakeem Optical, when you... Want to look a global pandemic dead in the face? Go to Hakeem. Hindsight is twenty twenty. That's what you meant. Hopefully, we're out of this crap sometime relatively soon. Who knows? They say twenty twenty two. We might have a normal year, but uh, because of this whole mess that we're in, a lot of careers have flourished. More importantly, the career of our guest Lorena Pages, uh, who was getting into essentially how this whole TikTok trend, her viral videos. And everything sort of kind of got underway, started, and now she's kind of riding the wave of it all. Lorena, where where do you see this going from here? I mean, like, like how first, how often are you creating videos? Is this like um, a daily thing? Yeah, every day. Every day. Yeah, you oh, have to wow. be consistent. Um, at least short version. If you're on YouTube, um, it's normally once a week that you should be posting a video. But when you're on social media, you have to be making content. I try at least three, four times a week, but every day I make a video. So I have for those days that I can't film, you know, so I just have constant, have constant con- content. So I know your brain works in a certain pattern that relates to comedy. You can see a joke, you know how to deliver that joke. There is a setup. There's not necessarily a punchline because it's a skit and the whole thing is funny. So you're constantly keeping the gag going. So your brain works in that formula that can make hilarious content. How does that relate to this generation, this Generation Z, Generation TikTok? Because Instagram's changed their algorithm now. They have reels to compete with TikTok. So everybody's kind of shape-shifting to give content creators more time for their art firm to be you know, appreciated. How fast does your brain work and think people won't sit through this to get to this, or I got to make it quick and funny? So I want to know your kind of comedic thought process. Um, well, actually, I, I read about this, you know, since it's, I have, you have to transition with what the people, how the people are reacting to your content. And so I read that like the first nine seconds are very important to hook the person. So if you're kind of like walking around with the camera, not doing much, the first eight seconds, you lose, you lose them, you know? So it's very, and for me, what's worked is keeping it very like scene, 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 a back and forth, you know, like, a, like, so people are constantly like, Hey, what's going on here? Trying to figure it out. And then next thing you know, 20 seconds later, it's over. 
So right. and that's how um, the algorithm sees, was this a successful video? Did, how long did the person watch it versus the length of the video? So if it's 30 seconds and people, most people watch 26 of it, then it tends to become viral. So mm -hmm. I do normally 30 second videos, but eventually I want to do like 10 minute videos on YouTube eventually. But right now it's 30 seconds. So you have to keep them. How do I keep these people's attention? <laughs> See, that would never fly for a stand-up. You know, and this is where we have to adapt as a stand-up comic, right? Like, yeah, we're into the whole intro and get to know me a little bit where, you know, the good, the good, um, you know, TikTokers like Lorena, they, they catch people's attention right away and it's relatable. And then there's a scene happening. It's like something that happens to people every day, but with a funny, unique twist, right? Uh, that's what's tough for traditional stand-up. We, you know, it's funny because stand-ups use, use social media to try to boost, you know, obviously viewers and to boost their stand-up. But you, you mentioned earlier, where do you see this going from here, Lorena? And, and, and you kind of answered it at the end. You said, you know, I want to do 10 minute uh, videos on YouTube, but do you have an interest in doing live after, or is this just, this is it? Like, I'm still, I still don't realize that there's a whole career here in social media, I, I, but, but there is. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's, and it's bigger than I even thought, you know, and I learned from my YouTube friends about it and now I'm starting to see, Oh, okay. This is, this is interesting. Cause now companies don't want to pay the model that's just posing and then gets up and never uses the product. They want genuine people, you know, companies are like, let me send it to you. If you genuinely enjoy it, then you can post about it. So it's more of a, okay. Let me see, you know, oh, wow. so people trust more. If you have, if you follow this one person that you really respect their opinions, you're going to, you know, oh, is that like my husband loves Joe Rogan, right? So yeah. he's like, everything yeah. Joe Rogan says, I know, like, yeah. have these pills. You know what I mean? You can, you can become famous just by doing his podcast. You don't need to do all this stuff. Just get yeah. on there. Yeah. But essentially, yeah. you were mentioning before we even started the interview that you have a background in fashion and a lot of your videos are fashion related. I mean, uh, your, your love it, couldn't wear it uh, yeah. videos were, were, were shared and, and, and trending all over with, I, mean, I saw one with uh, Priyanka Chopra, who was doing very fashion. She was going through different outfits in her fashion catalog. And it was your audio that was kind of like agreeing or disagreeing with it. And uh, I mean, are these tend to be the companies that you're working with? A lot well, more Priyanka, fashion related. Uh, Priyanka actually contacted me and and, and Tika the dog because um, uh, yes, Tika. she wanted us to make an audio for um, for her book launch. So since it was like trending, she wanted you know kind of like it was her book launch, but she was going to show her outfits for for the launch. So that's that's how that ended up happening. But um, stand up, actually, I, I did try stand up. If that's like, hey. yes, I did. I thought. I mean. I'm friends with all the like Orlando-based comedians, um, okay. and one of them is a teacher of a stand-up class. So I took that a few months ago because I'm like, they're all like, "This is your next step. You need to try it." And I was like, "I do," because I'm a huge stand-up fan. You mentioned Maniscalco; he's one of my favorites. Oh, okay, cool. So I was like, okay, I need to try it, but it's so different. I have so much respect for stand-up comedians. Like, it's from being home by myself and I like, I'm picky. So I repeat a joke until it's perfect, you know, until the reaction is perfect until the, so, and being live, you're just like, well, you know, you're there, you're watching people's yeah. reactions. Like <laughs> if someone leaves me a bad comment, I'm like, eh, whatever. Or if it's like, nobody liked the video, you could delete it. That's it. But when you do stand up, you're like experiencing everyone's how they're looking at you, how they're reacting, how they're, you know, and it's a whole different ball game and you're on the spot. There's no like remaking. Oh, let me re-say that joke. 
It's, it's yeah. Let me let me press pause the lead and then start over. Yeah, that that is that is the tough thing. But you know what's great is you're 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 whole, you know you're you're working on the on the voice you're, of of who you are. You know, so you're still practicing. You're doing it, but you're putting out videos that people like. Now, maybe not if stand up. You don't keep doing stand up. Acting, actress. You know, is that in the cards down the road? I mean, I'd love that. Yeah. I'm definitely opening For to sure. try. I'm, I'm open to trying everything, but um, I mean, right now this is very new to me, so I'm happy. You know, I'm just getting yeah. little companies. What, hey, let's do it together. Um, uh, we want to make an audio. Like, can you make an audio for our business? So that's happening right now. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy where I am. Eventually, I'd love to either have a cartoon or some picture <laughs> movie or be in a funny sitcom. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's where I could see this kind of going, like your own little cartoon and stuff like that. Have any of the uh, I mean, a lot of festivals, they try to book what's trending and then try to book who's ever hot right now online. Have they, uh, have they reached out or anybody kind of, what's the oddest kind of request that you've sort of <laughs> had to express, like, you know, your kind of creativity? The, the what? Odd, like an odd request that you've had. Like, can you, hey, like some, like, I don't know, I, I couldn't, I can't even think of one, but is it? Oh, man. I mean, I've had, uh, I've had a lot of companies just wanting me to do um, audios for their, t it's a lot for TikTok. They want me to make a right. trendy audio for TikTok that people can, um, you know, do videos to uh, conferences, you know, I want to do stand up. I want to, I just like, I have a hard time with the whole, you know, um, being on the spot. Like I get really like nervous. Well, that, yeah, that, that, yeah. That's kind of like the, the line in the sand, I guess. Cause you have the, you have the option of cut, stop, edit. Let's do that again. Uh -huh. Or in stand up, it's live. It's like, and, and that's the tough thing is stand up, but stand ups, you know, are we, we, there's something that we love about it. It's, it's, it's our jumping out of the plane moment. I don't know what it is. And I'll never jump out of a plane, but there's something about being there. It's like, okay. And I'll tell you, I, I still like, you get the pre pre show anxiety, you know, the, the fight or flight syndrome start, you got to go pee 20 times and sometimes, and, 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 but that's what I love about stand up. But I also love doing clips. Like I, it, it is fun. It is fun to do that. It, it you know, you gotta. We gotta evolve. You said it earlier, Vince. Uh, the traditional stand-ups, because this is a whole new world. You know, with everybody staying home, um, Loren has done an, an amazing job of keeping people entertained. You know, and 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 you know, since she was a kid, using voices and and things like look, look what happened. All of a sudden. TikTok shows up and and she and she you know you're able to use all this stuff, Lorena. This is amazing. Good for yeah. you. Like thank you. You get to work with a lot of various people, and we had mentioned this with uh, with Tika the dog. You actually work with other TikTokers. Do you see yourself evolving through that as well? Essentially working with well, there's always possibility of, of bigger brands, but that celebrity factor. Could you work? Could you see yourself working with celebrities directly? You mentioned Priyanka Priyanka Chopra, but I mean, has anyone else expressed interest or, or have they even started following you? Um, yeah, I actually had a, a few um, really cool people like comment. I forgot what her, she had a skit about the nails. Do you guys remember her? Angela Johnson. Yes. So yeah. she all liked my videos. These, uh, uh, there were a couple of celebrities from Venezuela that are like big supporters. I had um, Melissa Rivers also on, I was on her podcast. So that to me, cause I was like, from a fashion person, I was like a huge fan of, you know, Joan Rivers and her. So that was pretty cool. I did uh, an audio for Nike. You know, I've worked with, with hey. big, yeah, I worked with big, um, 
with big companies recently making TikTok audios. That's what they, <laughs> that's what they want. TikTok. I, I never knew that that could be a thing, but it's a thing. I know. It it's is a, a thing and it's, it's mind boggling, but I mean, that's the generation that we're kind of, we're kind of living in. Uh, what were some of your, I mean, you mentioned Maniscalco, but growing up, what were your, some, uh, some of your comedic influences? Oh, wow. You know, I liked Brian Regan. I really like him. Yeah, he's he's a good so one. expressive, you know, and animated. And I love that. Um, I actually just saw yesterday and I thought it was incredible. Bo Berman's special on Netflix. Ah. You haven't watched it. It's, it's, he made it at home the entire year that he was quarantined at home. He just made, he oh, edited, wow. wrote. Very he cool. Thing. And I, I thought that was like, I love when it's unique. When, when comedy takes a little twist, you're like, okay, I didn't expect that. So he's very like theatrical. Um, but I like Dave Chappelle, you know. Yeah. Um, art, I like uh, actors Fred Armisen. I don't know why. Fred Armisen, yeah. Well, SNL, I'm sorry, he's kind of got a So, I mean, the, yeah, those, Maniscalco. Just because the whole like understanding when you're exactly 50% to, because I'm, I've been here 25 years. So, you know, but I would still travel a lot to Venezuela. So I'm like down the line. I'm not, if I go to Venezuela, I'm not from there. And if I'm here, I'm not from here. Right. So it's kind of like in between where I get both cultures, I get both point of views. And that's, I guess that's what makes it a little. Well, it, it, it obviously shows in your comedy and, and you have a way with your voices, obviously, and your, and your characters kind of stand out and they are, they, do bring that uniqueness that social media, I guess, has been lacking and, and, and people have not, you know, seen on TikTok, but they've seen it so much now that they're trying to make it their own. They, they always want to collab with you. Uh, but I thank you so much for your time today, Lorraine. And keep kicking ass and, and doing what you do. Uh, what can we expect next? Is there something coming out like today? I'm about to make something. Yeah, right after, probably right after this, uh, this interview. I have to. <laughs> You got to keep hustling, as they say. Every time I see something funny, I write it down. That's what I tell people. Just have a list. Now, when you see something with a new perspective or there's a funny moment or you said something and people laugh, just write it down and then figure out how you can make that into a story. Sometimes even just words. I have a funny word in my head that I said the wrong way. And I'm like, okay, let me build a story around this. You know, It comes from nothing. It comes from literally anything. Yeah. Thank you so much for your time today. This is amazing. amazing understanding your creative process, how you came to be and where we see you going. Like I said, keep kicking and doing what you do. Lorena Pages, thank you so much for today. Thank you so much. Where can everybody find you and follow you on the gram and TikTok? At Lorena Pages. Perfect. Thank you so much, Lorena. All the best. Thank you. Take care, Lorena. Bye, Frank. Bye-bye. Thanks. Awesome. We'll be back with more Inside Jokes after this. Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. I'm Bree Watson, and you're listening to Inside Jokes on 640. I bet there's not a lot of ADD serial killers, right? It's like, oh, where'd she go? Like, yeah, yeah. Right? Blew it. Right, right at the stalking phase. Welcome back to Inside Jokes. I'm your host for the night, Vince Tedesco, and then sitting in with me, my guest co-host for the evening, Mr. Frank Spadone. That was kind of fun, eh? Talking to Lorena. That was a lot of fun. It was, it was an education. It was, it was, I learned so much from that. There you I, go. I, like, I got a bit more videos. It's like that was like a like like polka dot door for us. It was entertaining <laughs> and you learned something for and us. And education. Um, being that this episode we're tackling both Generation Z, the social media platforms, the TikTokers of the world, the Instagrammers of the world, we're also gonna contrast that, flip the coin on the OGs, the originals, the 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 true patriots of the art form, like Mr. Frank Spadone here. But sitting in with this, another veteran of the comedy stage, 
I had you pegged at about 30 years in the comedy industry, no. but he can clarify for himself. <laughs> it is that Canadian guy. You know him, you love him, Mr. Glenn Foster. Glenn, how are we doing? I'm good, man. It's actually this year is is closer to 40 years. Holy, I was off. Wow. It's okay. That's okay. But the thing of it is that like 20, 2020 and 2021, we're, we're going to have to put like an asterisk in the record books. Right. Be, you know what I mean? Like they do for sports, yeah. because do these years really count? <laughs> right. Hey, hey, you know what? You got to hand it to, to, to Glenn. How many people have that long of a career in stand up comedy and even in Canada? Not, not a lot. Not a lot. That's amazing. It's something. <laughs> yeah. We don't know if it's amazing, but it's something. So, Glenn, as an OG of comedy, like when, what, what year did you first start? Well, I started going down to, to uh, Yuck Yucks in high school. Uh, so probably 70, 77, 78, somewhere wow, there. Been like two years old. Yeah. And you were just starting <laughs> out your career. Well, Spadone actually remembers you. Uh, like, what was it, Spadone? We were talking off air. Don't you have a story about, about Glenn? Oh, me? Oh, yeah. Uh, Glenn, I was doing security um, years ago for concerts and okay. nightclubs for for a bit. And, uh, I was, I was asked to get, Hey, there's a, there's a, a concert at Massey hall. And I went and it was the beach boys. Yes. And, uh, that's yes, right. yes, that's the first time I wasn't even doing comedy back then, Glenn. And I looked and, 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 and my supervisor, Ross Renzetti's like, you gotta, you gotta listen to this guy. He's hilarious. He's a good buddy of mine. And you know, everyone wants to be your buddy, Glenn, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, Glenn, you, you, you rocked it. That's that's the first time, and, and you know that's the first time I met Glenn or saw him. I didn't meet him, but he was he, he was awesome, and, and like as always, as oh, always. Thanks, man. Great. Wow, uh, one of one of the three times I performed at, <laughs> at uh, three or four times, I guess I performed at Massey Hall. I open I opened for the Beach Boys. I opened for Shirley Bassey, and uh, then there were like two. Uh, I guess Yuck Yucks did those New Year's shows, right? So, oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. How do you like Massey Hall, by the way, as a, yeah, as a I always found it one of the best venues for comedy. But what about you, Glenn? It's absolutely incredible as a venue. Yeah. It really is because I mean, it's yeah. the, the sound is is incredible, and you you have to be you have to kind of mentally stay aware though with the lights on you that there are people way up there, mm. yeah. right? Yeah. So you it's can't just like, like play it down. You got to play it, you know, up and it's down. 20, 2,500, 2,500 capacity, I think. I don't know what Massey Hall is. They, they've they've gone through rentals now. For those listening across Canada or if you're in the States, Massey Hall is an epic, like, uh, iconic landmark in the city of Toronto where uh, so many great acts have come to perform. I've seen so much stand-up comedy. Chappelle, Chris Rock, uh, Brian Regan, as Lorena mentioned earlier, uh, perform. I did not see Glenn Foster, Frank Spadone saw Glenn Foster at Massey Hall. Uh, but it's a, a, one of those iconic venues that kind of just, landmarks the city in, oh, yeah. in history and the acoustics of it are just just incredible that place i mean just the way it's it's built it's it's amazing you you have to have uh you have to get go, go through like special contracts to record there like you that's crazy yeah they would because it's like such an as you say iconic and the uh the acoustics of it are are, are such that it's like you you can't just record like if you just go and do a show there they don't they don't want you recording it Unless you, you know, have set up like prior permission, blah, 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 blah. 
Well, moving from Massey Hall to the modern era, I guess you could say, uh, Glenn, what is it that you've been up to lately? I know you're going to promote something, but I, I, yeah. do I smell, yeah, is this a new comedy album you've been working on? Yeah, they're, 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 yes, in fact. Uh, <laughs> I've, I've actually been working on it for kind of close to four years. Um, four years? Yeah, well, because I initially started recording it like four years ago, and I, I'm, I'm like the worst combination of, of uh, procrastinator and perfectionist, right? Because, yeah, because like it takes me forever to get around to doing things. And then once I get around to it, it's never really done, right? But plus, it's the nature of, 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 of digital art. You can always change something, right? Correct. That's always a, fix, adjust, whatever. But the bulk of this recording was done uh, in January of 2020 just before uh, the, the pandemic hit during the belly of the beast. Exactly. <laughs> and then, you know, once you record something, you don't want to listen to it for uh, uh, a couple months or so, like just to, to let it uh, kind of, you know, come back at it with fresh ears type thing. Uh, and then I procrastinated further and so on. And, so, and then I was going to put it out for Christmas. And then um, I actually signed a deal with, uh, with uh, 800 pound gorilla records, which is a huge, uh, U.S. Uh, comedy label. And, That's great. Uh, yeah, so it's called Unchecked, and uh, you can find it uh, if you go to my website. You can sample it there, uh, thatcanadianguy.com. dot uh, com, and uh, there's a link there also for you know you can stream it on a million other whatever plat. If there's a platform that carries comedy, it's on there, so you should be this. able to find it. That Canadian guy, Glenn Foster, streaming on your social media circuits or websites sure. or whatever. Look, I never thought I'd see the day. From the opening up to the Beach Boys to now you're surfing USA on the web with all this clickable material. I was one, I was one of the first people on the internet. I was one well, of the first comics to have a website. And then I you just helped. got lost in the, the tsunami yeah, that followed. <laughs> Really, you helped Bill Gates create it. That's uh, that's awesome. Was it Bill Gates yeah. or Al Gore who created the internet? Look how far back this conversation is. I don't think it's. I don't think it's either of them, actually. Who was it? I don't think it was Al Gore. Al Gore is the uh, environment. Anyways, whatever. We'll dive into that and more when we come back from the break. We got to take one of those commercial thingies. I'm Vincent Esco. Sitting in with me is Mr. Frank Spadone. We got that Canadian guy, Glenn Foster. Tune in for more right here, Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Hey, this is Brian O'Gorman, and you're listening to Inside Jokes with... Why? Now we're talking about the Middle East for a moment. And I know people are like, really, Glenn, do we have to drag Quebec into this? Welcome back to Inside Jokes. I am Vince Tedesco sitting in with me, guest hosting duties, Mr. Frank Sparone. And we are brought to you by our good friends at Hakeem Optical, where if you, uh, if you happen to live next to a nudist colony, a nice set of spectacles will take the focus off your hairy testicles. Hakeem Optical, wow. thank you again for all the love you give us. Frank, how are we doing? Was well, we're good? doing great. How yeah, was that? that was, was a good one. Not seven? bad. Are you like, are you like improving this or do you have things? Hey, Second City graduate, I kind of do it roll with the punches. Oh, yeah, hey, that's right. I this is radio that. kids nowadays. I'm from my house. Frank's from his house. And sitting in with us, the great Canadian guy himself, Mr. Glenn Foster. Glenn, how are we doing? From my house. 
from, yes, from, from our house. From my base. Yeah, if you're following us on social media, the backdrop of Glenn's screen is actually entitled The COVID Club. And this it's real. This is real. It's real. This is real. Yeah. It's a real it's comedy not, club he does online. Not your you want to you know the saddest part of this whole thing, though? I actually had this three years ago, like before the <laughs> pandemic. I've been bringing people over <laughs> yeah. to my basement when I need to do comedy. You're a bit of a Nostradamus. Did you take COVID come three years ago? No, I'm joking. No, I'm joking. Of course. <laughs> have you been, oh, Glenn, how, how's it been? Like, have you, obviously, you know, you, you made this background. Have you been using it for? I've done a couple Zoom shows. I've done yeah. a couple Zoom shows. They're horrible. They're horrible. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. They're <laughs> like, not fun. I, I did one, there were 17 people online and 15 of them had their mics off and most of them oh. had their cameras. So it's like you're basically, what, you're talking to three, it's like what I'm doing now. I'm talking to yeah. two people. Yeah. Hey, don't rub us actually, into this. We're trying to help you out. <laughs> no, but I'm just okay. saying, I'm just but, saying. But he's right. You know, Zoom. I know he's right. There's nothing worse than to a comic than dead air. That's or right. In a club with I, a live crowd or, or it's over Zoom. I call I call it like the like one step above doing it to yourself in the mirror. Ah, there right. you go. And but you know what? It's the only game in town right now. And That's if right. you don't want to completely forget your whole act, move to Florida, Glenn. You need something, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because Florida, there was no pandemic. It was all I a know. dream. It's amazing when you look at the magazines. States, when you look at the states like American Comics are. What do you mean they're shut down? Like their their clubs are open. They're you know. Yeah, crazy. Uh, so, Glenn, so, the new so album, the new yes. album is called Unchecked. Yes. Uh, yes, and I had a question. I had a question. Yeah, because yeah, I know as as a comic, you always want to have some catchy title or, or it relates to a joke or something. Yeah. Why unchecked? Well, it relates to um, there's a there's a lot of material on on the album about me being disorganized and a procrastinator and so so it's unchecked all the things that are not checked uh, <laughs> yeah. basically one and it's true is, a, is a, if i wake up with 100 things to do i go to bed with 200 things to do <laughs> i have just an endless to do list. there are no check marks they're just boxes <laughs> with no check marks so so that's part of it so if you look at the album cover if you look at yeah. the album cover it's just check boxes it's just oh, okay. check boxes that are unchecked right but and, and a lot of them are like things i so rich famous thin approach to this album but unchecked. then but then it's also about all the boxes that i don't check right mm. so so LGBTQ, uh, person of color, okay. yes. uh, female, uh, yeah. so interspersed. So, intersper so all, if you look at all the boxes, it's either things I haven't done or things I am not. That's, right. See, that's amazing. And, and right. I'll tell you. And there's a third meaning. If it, okay. See, as, as a word nerd, I love it. There's a more, Frank. Meaning. There's more. I, I, I love a double meaning as a word nerd, but if you can get three, and that's like a, a word nerd orgasm, basically. <laughs> the third meaning is unchecked, like no holding back, right? Mm. Um, See? I, I would say that I would say 70% of the material on this album I could probably do on a cruise ship. Maybe not a mm. Disney cruise ship, but I could probably do on a cruise ship. 20% uh, a little more controversial, and 10% is going to make some heads explode, I think. Mm. Nice. Like I say, there's only one F bomb on the entire album, but there were hey, keeping it classy, Glenn Foster. The F bomb in the joke 
is the joke. So oh, okay. there's no way not to do it. And I, and I wasn't, <clears throat> I wanted that joke on the album. So it's on the album. Otherwise it would have been hundred percent clean. Well, I maybe probably said, you know, the, I want to be even more Glenn, the theme of the show and the way you describe checked and unchecked kind of relates with the generation Z crowd right now, because if you're checked or unchecked is, do you have that blue check mark beside your name on social media? Oh yeah. It's not. That's right. Mr. Franklin's got that blue check mark. I don't the rest have, of us are just working towards it. I don't have that blue check mark. I do not. Where have. can people find the album, Glenn? Where can people find you online? Give us all the info. You can go to thatcanadianguy.com. There's uh, samples of the, uh, the samples on there that you can uh, watch. Or if you go there, there's a link and it takes you to all the different streaming services and so on and so forth. That's I want to thank our guest co-host, Mr. Frank Spadone. Frank. Uh, we can find you each and every Monday night, 7 o'clock, with Mr. Angelo Tarugas live yeah. on Instagram. But where can people follow you and your comedy? Just follow me at Frank Spadone on Instagram or on Facebook. Yeah, just my name, Frank Spadone. Right. Not F. Frank Spadone. Frank Spadone, no. right? Frank Spadone. <laughs> and not F. Frank Spadone. 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 No, we don't want to do that either. I want to thank uh, Glenn Foster. I want to thank Frank Spadone. And I want to thank Miss Lorena Page just kicking off the show right now, giving us a whole perspective on this definition of comedy and what it may mean to you. How do you kind of categorize yourself? What do you think is funny? You know, like in YouTube, you like in TikTok, you like in Instagram. Are you a true appreciative of the art form, the stand-up? the material that these comics bring each and every night. They slug it out going from city to city. The debate will always continue because the definition of comedy will always continue. I want to thank our guests tonight and each and every week that come on this show. This has been another episode of Inside Jokes. I'm your host, Vince Tedesco. Cruiser, I love you. Hi, this is Alicia Carusi, and you're listening to my aunt, Sandra Carusi's Comedy Rx. This week featuring Glenn Foster. This is nice. This is a, it's a, it's a privilege, really, to be in a, a beautiful club. Um, in addition to my normal white privilege. <laughs> I know this weird point in comedy, you know, a comedian will say something on stage and it's just a joke and somebody has their phone out and then the internet loses its mind and, oh, he should apologize, he should lose a gig. He should. I've been doing this a long time. I can walk into a room and I know. I know there are people in that room who might be a little bit offended by something I might say. Now, on the other hand, the white people <laughs> will be the most offended people in the room. So that's what we do now. We've appropriated everything else. The only thing left is outrage. <laughs> You're upset. Well, how do you think I feel about how upset you are? 